When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Colbert! Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I am your host, Stephen Colbert. Folks, I have spent... I have spent almost the entire last year trying to avoid talking about our former president, teeny-weeny-peeny Mussolini. But no matter how hard you try to avoid him, his name keeps coming up. He's history's taco burp. The latest belch comes in a new book from former White House chief of staff and man maintaining eye contact as he crushes your child's hamster. (laughs) Mark Meadows. According to Mark Meadows, in the fall of 2020, the former president tested positive for COVID a few days before his first debate with Joe Biden. Okay, that is totally irresponsible. That's almost as reckless as when Walter Mondale debated Reagan wearing his pet cobra. Now, Mm. a week later, we learned the president actually did have COVID and was hospitalized for it. But who could have known that he might have been positive at the debate that Tuesday? Let's ask my good friend, me from last year. (laughs) So, if he was feeling down on Wednesday, that means he may have been contagious when he debated Joe Biden. You can't go wrong when you bet on the former president lying. (laughs) Yeah. That's money in the bank, baby. That's money in the bank. Cha-ching. It's just one of those certainties in life, like death and him not paying taxes. (laughs) Now, uh, according to Meadows' book, three days before the debate, Meadows called his boss and said, Mr. President, I've got some bad news. You've tested positive for COVID-19. Now, Meadows describes himself as a devout Christian, so instead of writing what the president actually said in his reply... Meadow says, it rhymed with, oh, spit, you've got to be trucking litting me. <laughs> Meadows, Meadows, of course, Meadows, of course, happy to help undermine democracy, but he won't swear. It explains the title of his book, I'm a ducking piece of zit with my nose up rump's grass hole. Also, Mark Meadows fans. Oh, they're fans. Mark Meadows fans here tonight. Also, um, 
you've got to be trucking litting me? <laughs> so I'm going to guess in the Meadows household, the word kidding is what they call the act of making kids. <laughs> and if you kid yourself, you'll go blind. <laughs> now, after the president's positive test, the White House had him take a different test and got a negative result, which, according to Meadows, the president took as full permission to press on as if nothing had happened. Not exactly the actions of someone who cares about public health. Oh, I only might have herpes? Well, then pucker up, ladies. The kissing booth is back on. Oh, this? I've just been eating cornflakes. <laughs> Meadows, I bumped my lip on a biscuit. What? Now, Meadows took a totally different view and instructed everyone in the president's immediate circle to treat him as if he was positive. So no touching him, no getting close to him, avoid him unless absolutely necessary, a strategy the CDC calls the Melania. <laughs> the debate... It's an oldie but a goodie. It's a, I'm nostalgic. The debate was three days later. And according to moderator Chris Wallace, the president was not tested before the debate because he arrived late. So organizers relied on the honor system. <laughs> the honor system? How can you rely on the honor system when you know he doesn't have any? <laughs> That's like meeting with Vladimir Putin and relying on the shirt system. <laughs> so why did Meadows let the debate go forward? Well, cuz he says by debate day, his boss looked a little bit better. His face, for the most part at least, had regained its usual light bronze hue. <laughs> light bronze hue. Maybe he's healthier. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> it's Maybelline. In fact, their mortuary line looks like he's sleeping. <laughs> Coincidentally, Meadows dropped his book preview on the same day that he agreed to cooperate in the congressional capital attack investigation. So, his congressional testimony might just be a clever marketing ploy. Mr. Meadows, what did the former president know about the planning for January 6th? Uh, a lot. And I'm going to tell you everything you need to know in my new book at $14.95 a copy. That's a steal. You can't stop. <laughs> Speaking of COVID, we always are. Tonight is the fourth night of Omicronica. And in response to the new variant, the CDC plans to toughen coronavirus testing for travelers. Tougher testing. That can only mean one thing. Double-wide Q-tip and not up the nose. <laughs> Try to relax. The new rule will require everyone entering the U.S. to show a negative result from a test within 24 hours of departure. How is that not already the rule? This whole time, they've been letting people test up to three days before their flight. That's a pretty big gap. When a cop pulls over a drunk driver, they don't go, Sarah, step out of the car. Oh, what's that? You tested sober three days ago? My bad. I'm sorry. Hooters is that way. On your way. Right. Just drive through the Walmart. We're getting there. CDC's not alone. Yesterday, the World Health Organization advised unvaccinated people aged 60 and older to postpone their travel. They also politely requested that all travelers 60 and over stop showing pictures of their grandkids to the person seated next to them. <laughs> this is Aiden. He's in the Coast Guard. <laughs> and Madison here is in beauty school. Oh, you're off to the bathroom again? Okay. 
I'll walk with you. This is Daphne. She has a nose ring. I think that means she's a lesbian. <laughs> and hopefully, these travel restrictions will help stop the spread, and we'll never have to worry about the Omicron variant in the United States. CNN can now report the CDC has identified its first case of the Omicron variant in the United States. The California and San Francisco Departments of Public Health and the CDC have confirmed that a recent case of COVID-19 among an individual in California was caused by the Omicron variant. Okay, there's no need to panic. Everybody calm down. We just need to social distance and maybe blow up the Golden Gate Bridge and wall off all of San Francisco as a hot zone of the damned. I love everyone in the Bay Area, but goodbye. We don't need your sourdough anymore. Thanks to COVID, we all know how to make it ourselves. In the world of politics, President Biden's approval rating keeps going down. He's particularly not doing so hot with the younglings. According to a new poll, Biden has a 46% approval rating among Americans aged 18 to 29, which is a 13-point drop from where he was in March. But to be fair, Biden is 79 years old. Young people just want someone they can relate to, which is why the most popular politician among young Americans is 80-year-old Senator Bernie Sanders. <laughs> That's right. The youths love Bernie. They go gaga over my mittens and goo-goo over my idea that they should have health care. They stand me. That's the T. Fam, no cap. Now scoop your Uncle Bernie a generous ladle of the chicken noodle. Bitch, better have my soup. <laughs> Bitch, better have my soup. Soup. Bitch, better have... That's right. My soup. Hey. One reason the youths are down on Biden is that they're worried about the state of our democracy. In fact, 35% said it is likely they will see a second civil war in their lifetime. Nah, ah, ah, ah. no going back for a second civil war until you finish your first one. <laughs> I still see some plantation wedding venues on that plate, young lady. Mm. And it gets worse. 25% mm. of those polled said there was a chance at least one state would secede in their lifetime. Ooh, can we vote on which one? <laughs> I, I, I pick Wyoming. There's only, like, nine people there, and one of them is Kanye now. <laughs> but there, there is a chance the youths could come around on the president. Because after a video went viral on the TikTok, the Internet is swooning over Joe Biden's hot Secret Service agent. Okay, but aren't all Secret Service agents hot? I'm pretty sure the job listing says, agent wanted, must look cool in shades, tall and handsome, able to carry me around like a little baby in those big, strong arms. <laughs> the video is from Biden's trip to Nantucket last weekend. Let's, uh, let's take a look. Whoa. If he's there, who's manning the door at Abercrombie and Fitch? I don't... What? No, no, no. No. But truly, wouldn't anyone look fine with that music and those sunglasses? Let's, let's try it out.
Nah, it's definitely that guy. <laughs> and I personally want to salute that Asian, because despite all this attention to his sexiness, he's just focused on doing his job. Just like my head of security, Silvio. Isn't that right, Silvio? Yes, sir. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Covington House's Holiday Gift Guide. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. John, I am, I, am, I am interviewing a man tonight. Yes. An incredibly talented actor, an a, a avatar mm. of, of masculinity, I believe. Mm. Mr. Javier Bardem is here this evening. Right in the building. Amazing Javier actor. in the building. Incredibly yes. talented yes. In, the, in the new movie, uh, Being the Ricardos, mm -hmm. and also uh, Dune. Oh. I mean, I might ask him a couple questions about Dune. I might have to. Yeah. Legally, I think I have to ask him a few questions about Dune. He doesn't have oh, to yeah. respond. I'll just ask the question and stare into those eyes. <laughs> Folks, the holiday season has been hit with a host of shortages, from toys to decorations to the liquor you need to get through assembling the toys and putting up the decorations. But there's one thing there's no shortage of, stupid rich people having money. And who better to take advantage of that holiday cash than lifestyle guru and woman hearing your annual salary, Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, it's December 1st. You know what that means. The Goop gift guide has arrived. And as ever, it's got something from everyone. For your sister who loves colonics, to your dad who loves colonics, to your mima who loves making cookies while she's getting a colonic. Here's a peek at this year's most gooptastic gifts, starting with a very specifically priced $307 Lux garden hose that's only different from a regular hose because it's done in a soft, powdery green. So it's ten times more expensive than a regular hose for no reason, but it's perfect for watering the trees that your money grows on. <laughs> you know that hose. You know what that hose would be good for? Colonics. <laughs> you better hope it's soft. There's also this $1,900 rose quartz checker set. For when you want to say, I'm rich, but I'm also too dumb to play chess. <laughs> now, no bit of goopery would be complete without designer nonsense, like this $10,500 sled by Chanel, inspired, no doubt, by the famous scene from Citizen Kane. Rip off. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Steve, in a time of economic uncertainty, isn't it tone-deaf to fleece people out of their hard-earned money? To which I say, can't hear you over all that cash. Which is why tonight I am proud to unveil the 2021 gift guide from our very own Covington House. Baroque simplicity. Shabby elegance. Give me money. Covington House. Welcome. Welcome to the Coveton Holiday Gift Guide. 
where we put the Christ back in Jesus that's expensive. <laughs> First up, this $804.69 watering can finished in a dull brownie brown. Great for all your gardening needs, and by the way, also great for colonics. <laughs> Although, due to the spout, you're also going to need a bite stick and a very determined partner. <laughs> Next, introducing our Jade Hungry Hungry Hippos set. The ideal way to tell your guests, I'm rich, and if you can believe it, I'm too dumb for checkers. <laughs> now let's smash hippo butts. $4,000. We're also proud to offer up this heavy-duty Yves Saint Laurent snow tube, yours for a song at $25,000. With its clean lines and bold colors, it calls to mind Eve's famous last words, fashions fade, style is eternal, charge whatever you want for the snow tube, I don't give a rat's ass, I'm dead. Up next, Javier Bardem. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. A little bubaloo, a little taste of the bubaloo right there. Well, bubaloo. Yeah. That's a song. Now, uh, so nice to meet you. I interviewed you briefly last year uh, over the internets uh, for Dune, for Warner Brothers, but we've never actually met before. I'm a big fan. I'm so happy to have I'm you here today. I'm a big fan of you. And oh, you're that's... an amazing, amazing professional and very, very uh, committed to tell many of the truths that are needed to be told out there. So thank oh, you very much. Oh, that's very nice of you, sir. Very nice. Very kind. But, um, uh, so, uh, th now you're playing Desi Arnaz mm -hmm. in, in the new Aaron Sorkin film, Being the Ricardos. But before we talk about it, I just, I just want to remind everybody here is that we have no concept today of how big this show was. I Love Lucy had 60 million people watching it in 1953. I think there were like 65 million TVs in America back then. <laughs> it was so enormous. Did you know anything about I Love Lucy growing up in Spain? Nothing. <laughs> wow. We, we barely have TVs there back in the yeah. 50s. Actually, in the 50s, we had uh, Franco, which is a dictatorship. Sure. He was a dictator, and I don't think many people had a TV set in mm. Spain. So Did the government control what was on TV? Uh, yeah, absolutely. He, he controlled everything. He controlled the lives of everyone, and everyone who was against the regime, he will be very hardly punished. Now, you're, as you said, you're from Spain. Uh, uh, Arnez is Cuban. Yes. Now, I don't speak Spanish, uh -huh. and I don't think I would hear the difference. Yes. What, to you, is the difference between the Spanish accent and the Cuban Spanish accent, and, and how did you, did you adjust for that? Yes, it is a softer, I mean, the Cuban people has the music in their, in their DNA. It's, it's, they are softer. They have a sensuality and a sexuality that I don't think Spaniards, European Spaniards have that uh, high or that present. Uh, I think that's something that I think it's true. And the accent is softer and it's more, it has more music. For example, there's a line in the movie where I say, 
walk me to the stage. That's the way I would say, walk me to the stage. But in Cuba, he would say, walk me to the stage. There's, there's a music there going on. There's a music there, walk me to the stage. There's a, a mouth that open, and there's a, there's a way to express themselves with no shame. And they, are, they really own it. They are really confident in their own body, which is something that I don't know how, many, how, how much we have that as... as you as seem audience. confident in your own body. I don't think so. No, you don't think so. <laughs> when you danced out here, oh, well. you seem fairly confident. Did you... Now, did you enjoy Aaron Sorkin's dialogue? Because he's famous for his... His uh, patter is sort of dismissive. I mean, like the, the, the banter, the rhythm yes. of his dialogue. Is he exacting? Is it like, you know, it's like, no, I said, but, 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 like, does he count every, like, every word have to be exactly the way he wants I, it? Yeah, and I would do the same if I had that talent. I mean, for any actor to have those dialogues and those words and those situations and those images that he beautifully and masterfully creates in the dialogues, it's, it's, it's gold for any actor. And you have to be precise. I was the only one who could really make my way through it because I was a, the only foreigner playing a foreigner. And there were some parts where I would say, I don't know if I would say that word. I don't know if I would ever know what that word means. So can we change it? And he will be very open to the soul. So he so respected was the, your perspective. Absolutely. And he, I was the envy of the rest of the cast because I could more or less... <laughs> Aaron, change, I don't Aaron, think so. I don't think so because... Uh, what's that word? How do you pronounce that? <laughs> So you actually got the blessing of uh, Desi and Lucy's daughter, yeah. Lucille's daughter, uh, Lucy Arnaz. Yeah. What did you learn from her from this really most famous actual TV couple? Many things. And she was so generous and she was so helpful in giving us, uh, both Nicole and I, uh, for example, tapes of their private conversations at home that Lu Lucy uh, uh, recorded when, when they were little. They were recorded... Uh, their kids uh, talking about different things in life. And it was so beautiful, so intimate. So have those recordings to hear, in my, ca in my case, Desi's voice in privacy, uh, it was like a treasure, but also a very huge responsibility to... When, when, when you're given such a treasure of intimacy, you really need to put all your commitment in trying to make it, to own it, to earn it. Is there, is there a special responsibility or a special pressure for not just that level of intimacy, but playing any actual living person? I think so, and especially if you really admire and love, and that person has, has created um, I don't know, a, a, a precedent on, on, on history, and which is the case of Desi Arnaz. And I, I guess the only way to do it as an actor is to, be, to become a, a vessel, to empty yourself and try to make that spirit, because I believe in energies, I believe in spirits, and you are kind of evoking that spirit through your work. And mm -hmm. some days, it may happen that that spirit comes through you and, and starts to communicate. I know it sounds weird, and it is weird. No, no, I love but, it. But, love but, it. but it's, that's, that's what we, the actors, try to do when we are doing real people. Mm -hmm. Except you play, for example, P Pablo Escobar, which I did. I didn't want to know anything about that. <laughs> I didn't invoke him at all. I said, I, you stay where you are. I'm going to do this from the outside, OK? <laughs> I don't want to be touched by that. <laughs> we have to take a quick break, but stick around. We'll be right back with more Javier Bardem, everybody.
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. One of the main plot points of this, I'm not giving anything away here because you find out right in the first five minutes of the film that Lucy is accused of being a communist by the House, by, by Walter Winchell, and this is all taking place during the House on American Activities uh, Committee. And was there, was there a similar thing, an anti-communist sort of red scare, red hunt in Spain oh, yeah. Frank, under Franco? Oh, yeah. My own family was persecuted by that. And, uh, For being accused of being socialist? Yes, yes. No, and also because uh, my, 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 my uncle was the person who, back in the day in the 40s, uh, uh, was one of the founders of the Communist Party in, in, in Spain. And he spent a lot of time in jail for that. And actually, he co-directed a movie by being in jail. While he was in jail, he finished the shooting of a movie that he was doing back in the day uh, from jail. Uh, back, in, back in those times, anything that you would do against the regime, as I said before, it would be hardly punished, like with, with your own life. Um, you play this famous couple, but you are a famous couple. <laughs> you and your, and your beautiful wife, Penelope Cruz. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense? No, I see the picture and you go, what, what is this beautiful creature on earth is doing with that guy? <laughs> but oh, yeah. I can think of a few reasons. Now, <laughs> Thank you very much. You're very kind. The, the, the thing is, is that you, got, you were playing Lucy and Desi on camera in the show. You're seeing the show created. You're yeah. seeing the scenes you guys are doing. And you see their life off stage. You and Penelope have, have performed together. You have a life on stage and off stage together. Yeah. Is that hard? It is weird. It is weird because it's like, like for example, we were doing this movie called Loving Pablo based on the memoirs of the Pablo Escobar lover and journalist Virginia Vallejo. She was playing Virginia, I was playing, Lover, uh, I was playing Pablo Escobar, and there were a couple of scenes that were very, very, very dramatic and very hard. And when we finished, to go back to be dad and mom for, their, for our kids, it was like weird. Well, especially was, to, like, a, tr a troubled relationship. Absolutely. Like and there was a day where I was actually sleeping on the sofa. She said, I don't want to see you on your mustache. You, you, you sleep out there. Because <laughs> she was, couldn't you know, see past like, the No, I couldn't shave. I, I was playing the part. Uh, so you, you can do that and you can enjoy that, but not as long as you don't do it too often. We have to take one more break, but stick around. We'll be right back with Javier Bardem. <laughs> Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Hey everybody, we're back with the star of the film being the Ricardos. Javier Bardem, you're starring in, a, in another film right now called The Good Boss. Yes. And on Monday, I found out that it uh, received 20 nominations, 
for the Goya Award, which is Spain's um, Oscars, yeah. Oscars, essentially. Yeah. Like the yeah, it's, uh, we broke, we broke every record. We broke every record, and we receive it with a lot of, uh, in a very humble way, and we are absolutely overwhelmed. But it's it's true. It's true that it's not easy to make a good movie, and when it happens, that the critics, the reviews, and the audience is really unified on, on really supporting and and accompanying the journey of that movie because they love it. It's, it's, it's a great reward. It, it opened in Spain uh, a little over a month ago. Yes, yes. Hasn't come out here yet. What, what is it about? Well, it's about, basically in a few lines, it's about the, the abuse of power uh, on a working place. And it's through a very dark mm, comedy way, but also there's a lot of punches because it's a social uh, portrait of what, it, what a working place is and the abuse of power that you can do with that. And there are many examples in the world. You can start from Harvey Weinstein being uh, one of the top of the examples. And also people are, have little businesses, but they are not very respectful in respecting the boundaries with their, ha, with their has there been Has there been a substantial um, version of what we in the United States might call the Me Too movement in Spain? Yeah, well, yes. I mean, I think Me Too movement has really spread all around the world. So. Yes, it's basically the, the same, yeah. Um, now, I can't let you go. Legally, I can't let you go without <laughs> asking you about Dune. Because uh, you play Stilgar, and I've, I have a, a photo here. Look at that. that I, I keep back here all the time, not just when you're here. <laughs> um, it, I think it's, it's, it's a perfect adaptation. It's absolutely beautiful, stunning, moving. Um, you're a perfect Stilgar. Thank you. Coming from you. No, is it, you're, you're such a great Stilgar. fan. Wow. Wow. Very much his own man, <laughs> yes. you know, mysterious, honorable. Now, I did not know you were already friends, but of course it makes sense. You're already friends with Josh Brolin yes. from No Country for Old Men, yes. but you guys have never done a scene together until this. Yes, and, and, and we don't even share the scene. He, only, he just yells at you. Yeah, he yells at me, I speed on the table, and he look, I, I look at him like, shh, shut up. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but when we heard about the news of being the sequel, the sequel happening... Yeah, just a few weeks ago, we got yes, greenlit, which is yeah. great news. I, I got a text. The first text that I got was from Josh Brolin saying, see you in the desert, mother... <laughs> it's like, all right. Because in the second one, hopefully, as you know, we'll have... I've read the book. And spoilers, there's a lot more Stilgar in the but second. But I have to say something to you. Yes. I personally invite you to come to a set from next summer to see the shooting of Dune, whoever, whenever you can. You're a witness. Yes, I mean it. Whenever you can. It's going to happen in, in, in Budapest or, or, or in Jordan and so many places. I, I don't know for real, but you have to come. I, I, I will I'm make in. sure that you are there and you wear one of those still suits. <laughs> okay, wait a second. What are, the, what are the still suits like? How much chafing are we talking about here? <laughs> They are comfortable. I mean, they really? did a great job. I mean, they, they, it, you're not wearing a hefty bag in the desert. <laughs> no, no, not really. It's it's. They are not as heavy as as it looks. They are it's yeah. beautifully made. Well, um, did you did you come across Dune growing up in Spain? I read it when I was I'm 52. I read it when I was 18. I didn't get any of it. It's like, what is this madness? You read it in Spanish. Yeah, in Spanish. Read it in Spanish. Yes. So it, 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 but it was, it, it, it was like if I read it in Russian. I mean, it's, it's like I didn't understand a word. There's a, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just curious, how do you say fear is the mind killer in Espanol? El miedo es... El miedo 
mata... Fear is the mind killer. El miedo mata la mente. El miedo mata la mente. Mm. No, yeah, that could be a very kind of... Uh, I don't know if it's a good translation. Let me see. And how would Rick... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> how would Desi Arnaz say it? Oye, miedo, perdón, miedo, tienes que tener, ten cuidado con el miedo. Ten, ten cuidado con el miedo. You... Well, but I just... One thing occurred to me, uh, I meant to ask you earlier, is that you are a convincing musician, as Desi Arnaz. Yes. Are you a musician? Because you play I... the guitar beautifully, you sing beautifully, you dance that's, beautifully. That's movie magic, that's movie magic. I don't do I don't do guitar. I, I kind you don't, of you really faking it. Yeah, I, with these fingers. Look at this. It's like, but uh, uh, no, I, I play drums and I play congas. That that's that, that's real. That I like. I like the yes. uh, the, the rhythm. But uh, when I was playing Babalu, that scene I really enjoy it. But because I'm not a real conga player, I bleed all the. I mean, it was like the conga was full of blood because I was. <laughs> Too hard on it. Hey God, you have any and advice? as you know, Look, real conga players also bleed. Look at me. Like, wow. That, that's normal. That's normal. That's normal? Yeah. You okay. Can, you, you can come okay. play now if you want to. <laughs> well, listen, if you say so. <laughs> but perhaps as we go out, perhaps as we go out, being the Ricardos is in theaters December 10th. Javier Bardem, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.